Wow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. I'm your host, Silk, and you are my co-host, my Diamond Dream Team. And as Diamond would always say, it takes a team to build a dream. So I want you to stop what you're doing right now. Be sure to share and like this broadcast and podcast. I want you to share it everywhere and let them know that Silk is on the air. Don't forget to download the Frank Speech and the Frank Social app, you all. It's two different apps and it's absolutely free, all right? So, so download those apps. If you have any questions for me, feel free to email them at diamondandsilk at gmail.com. That's diamondandsilk at gmail.com. Shout out to Getter, shout out to uh, Rumble Live, Frank Speech Live, the live chats. Shout out to everyone that's chatting, chatting and having a conversation. It is so good to be back with you all. Uh, and it feels good to be missed because I got a lot of emails like, Silk, where you at? Where you at? What's going on? But Silk will talk about it in a minute. Shout out to Lindell TV, RSBN, CTA TV, Stripes TV, Blessed News Network, and American TV Network. Shout out to all of you all for streaming the show live. Tonight's show is sponsored by Cats Remedies, uh, where they offer the CBD products uh, for you and CBD treats and more for your pets. Uh, I love the joint and muscle balm that's packed full of minerals and essential oils to help release those tense muscles and body aches. Keep in mind, we're still living in a Biden's America. Yeah. Mm hmm. And a lot of people are still tensed up. So I love the joint and muscle rub, especially in my neck area that I rub it in. And, you know, it helps re relieve those um, tense muscles. Okay. So you can go to catsremedies.com. That's catsremedies.com. Use promo code DIAMOND. Tonight's show is also sponsored by drstellamd.com. That's drstellamd.com. If you are in need of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or potassium iodine, feel free to visit drstellamd.com and use promo code DIAMOND. Listen, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. And you know, Dr. Stella has been crying out. Get your ivermectin, get your hydroxychloroquine, be prepared. You don't have to be scared. So guess what, you all? Be prepared. You don't have to get scared or be scared. Make your telehealth appointment today at drstellamd.com. Be sure to use promo code DIAMOND. Also, you all, don't forget about patchthat.com. Now, this week, September the 21st at 7 p.m., we're going to be doing a, going to be hosting a private meeting for individuals that's interested in getting more information on the patches. And if you're interested in being, becoming a brand partner, being part of the Diamond Dream Team, you can join me. But this is what you got to do if you're interested in joining. Send an email. Send an email to info at patchthat.com. That's info at patchthat.com. Send an email there, and then we will reply with the information so that you can join the private meeting for this Thursday, September the 21st, all right, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have a representative that's going to be there, Representative Terry, going to be there so that we can answer your questions and, and go over this right here. It's, the patches are absolutely amazing. They're blowing up, and a lot of people love the patches. Now, listen, you all listen. Yes, yes, yes. 
Silk has been out of town. Silk has been taking care of a lot of business. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And Silk has been getting a lot of rest. Relaxation is what I've been doing. So let me tell you about it real quick, you all, before I bring on my guests. Uh, first off, thank you to everyone who missed me and wrote in. Thank you so much for the love. And even though I didn't have my cell phone on me a whole lot and I was didn't have access to the internet a whole lot, you all, I didn't miss, I did did not miss certain things like Mike Lindell going to hell off. Mike Lindell went D hell off. Now they wanted to try to say, okay, we're going to release this here so that the people can see. But let me tell you something. See, for me, I'm a cursing Christian. I don't have a problem cursing me a mofo right on out, all right? And I loved it. When I saw, saw Mike Lindell go off, I said, ooh, ooh, I'm going to have to go in and buy me some more pillows. That's right. I went ahead and posted it everywhere so everybody can see Mike Lindell go right on off on these fools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he did just right. They, they, That's what they get. It backfired right up on them. That's right. So I saw that. I saw that old stupid behind Mayor Eric Adams bagging for money. Because he done been overran with illegal aliens. Where a dummy, if you allow the people in, you let them come on in and they ain't supposed to be there, what do you expect? So I recommend that he go ahead on, take his whole front and backyard, fill it up with tents and allow them to live with him because he the one that allowed that stuff, okay? All right. So I saw all of that. But look, you all, I actually went to Healing for the Ages with Dr. Artis, Dr. Groot, Dr. Ely, and Dr. Smith in Dallas, Texas. All right, so that was my first first trip to Dallas, Texas. You're talking about incredible. And I'm going to talk more with them on uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday, September the 20th. So I'm bringing them on. We're going to talk about a lot of things that happened there. But it was an amazing, an amazing uh, event. I mean, so much information, so much knowledge. And it's something that the world, the world needs to know about this information. Uh, there that we learned there at the Healing for the Ages. Now, for those that do know me, know me, they know I don't wake up until after 11.30 a.m. every day. 11.30, you know, do not call me before 11.30 a.m. because I don't wake up until after 11.30 a.m. And, uh, but I had to get up on that, that Friday and that Saturday to be there early because it was packed with full, full of information. And I was there for like the whole eight hours and some, all right? So I'll talk more about it uh, with these amazing doctors. And then you all, oh, I got to see Dr. Stella. Put up my photo with Dr. Stella. If you if you got Dr. Stella photo, put that up, yes. Uh, we got to see Dr. Stella there uh, on that Friday night. It was amazing running into her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, and then, a uh, uh, special shout out and thank you to uh, Mr. Scott McKay. He had security for me everywhere. So I felt very secure. He had it there for both days. They, they made sure Silk was secure. And thank you to my security team that secured me. You all did a phenomenal job. Anywhere I moved, they was there. If I looked like I needed something, they was there. If I got up to go take care of something, they were there. And I know that I am married, but they was 
some good looking men too, y'all. Just it's nothing wrong with having good eye candy when they have to secure you. Okay. All right. Anywho. <laughs> so then you all, after that, real quick, I got two more minutes. I traveled, uh, or yeah, they drove me uh to uh Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, to handle some business there and to relax. Um, and so I got to spend some time with my personal assistant and her husband, Bill and Tressie Ham. And uh, Tressie and I, we got to get into the nice pool and float around there and just talk and relax. It was so soothing. We heard the birds chirping, uh, and and I might not have said that right, but it's chirping and uh, and uh, and just just relax. It was so amazing. Then her husband finished grilling the briskets and the ribs and we ate some good old country food you all lord the food was amazing then the next day y'all they took me to a restaurant that was formerly known as blue dogs it's called bond cajun restaurants and uh my husband had some fried alligator bites so that was my first time eating some alligator and it was absolutely delicious i absolutely love the alligator bites then you all, after that, we went and took, took care of some more business, looked around, and you all, they took me fishing. We went fishing to a private pond, you all, and I have to give these acknowledgments. You, there we go right there with Zach. That's Zach right there. And Amanda, Bren, Brennan, uh, Raleigh, uh, Ella, and Kim, Kimo, Kimo. I might be saying Zach Mother's name wrong, but I don't know. But look, Ella, she was just a little bit of something and she riding on a four-wheeler, you all. It was just amazing being out there. Now, I got to tell you all about these fish that I caught real quick. The fish, every time I put my pole in the hole, there was a fish that came up on it. And these little boogies, they was big. They was huge. So they realized I love fishing. And guess what? I was able to come back the second day and Zach and his family also invited me to come back whenever I wanted to come back and go fishing and said, if they're not there, they showed me where I needed to go to get what I needed to get so I can go right on down to the pond and go fishing. Look, it was amazing to have someone there. Uh, Zach was there. My husband was there. Uh, uh, the son was there. Uh, Brennan was there. And they took, they took and, 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 and they, 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 uh, I put the bait on my hook. And then once I caught the fish, cause I was like this right here, sitting down like this right here. Then they took the fish, the fish, they took the fish off the hook and put it on uh, uh, where it needed to go. Then Zach cleaned all of the fishes, y'all. I think I came home with the over 107 fish. 107 clean fish. Yes, yes, yes. And then I went ahead on and I fried some up after I got back, invited my daddy over and it was so delicious. They had to go ahead on and buy me an ice chest so that I can bring my fishes in. So I thank you, Tressie, for looking out for me. I really, truly appreciate it. Then the next day, you all, we went to, uh, no, no, that same night, we went to Uncle Joey's house. Yes, Burley, I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I may mess it up, but I call him Uncle, jo Uncle Joey. Listen, when we walked into the beautiful house, you all, he had homemade potato chips homemade potato chips you talking about delicious and then he fried us some catfish so i was just eating fish catching fish fishing and everything else all that day then the next day we went to laura's two restaurant 
the owner, Madonna uh, Brazar. Yes. Let me tell you something, the best fried chicken there in Lafayette, Louisiana, with that gravy, that rice and gravy and the mustard greens. Ooh, delicious. Now, my husband had stuffed turkey legs, and they put a, a little turkey leg there on the side for me. And you talking about delicious. So listen, if you're ever in Lafayette, Louisiana, make sure you go there and visit Laura's 2 Restaurant in Lafayette, Louisiana, and tell her or tell them that silk sent you, all right? And then, and then look, you all, we went and we met Mr. Ralph Miller. He's 90 years old. We met him and his daughter, Monica, all right? Pull up Mr. Ralph's photo. He's 90 years old, you all. We went and met with him. He, he has his own natural uh, honey and bee pollen. All right, you can put up the next photo. Now that's me, you all. I'm there getting my own honey, putting it, putting it there in my little my little jar there that they have for me. You're talking about incredible. That honey was so so good. It was delicious. All right, what well, do I got? Another photo. Yes, 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 yes. We walked right in there. It was real country. I love the fact that it was real, real country, you all, when I went up in there. And they have an honorary system where you go in there, you get your honey, and you, you they got the amount on there, and they trust you to put your money in the basket, in, uh, in the little uh, container that they have there for it. Then they got a water shame for the people that is just so, that's not trustworthy. Shame on you the ones that stole from him. But Mr. Ralph is 90 years old. He remind me so much of my father because he, and he's still going, you all, still driving. He is still driving. And this is unfiltered and unpasteurized honey. Oh, I really, truly enjoyed myself. So you all, I was going to try to come on and do some of the shows via audio, but the internet was terrible in the area that I was in. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna let this one slide and I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy myself. And now I'm back and full of fat, locked and loaded, ready to do my thing, all right? So I had a fabulous time. Thank you all so much for holding down the fort and we're gonna get back on track. So now I'm about to bring on my guests. Now, but I wanna say this, is, this disclaimer, I'm not here to talk about the specific case with either of these defendants that's been railroaded, okay? But I'm here to learn more about them and I'm curious on how they felt once they found out that they were being indicted for a RICO charge. I'm just curious about that, all right? So uh, uh, the other week I had an opportunity to talk to Pastor Lee Lawyer, Mr. David, uh, and remember at the time, I couldn't even pronounce his last name. I didn't want to mess it up, but it's Shostokas. And when I found out that uh, they didn't have enough money for Pastor Lee's bail, I funded the rest of it. I said, yes, we're going to fund the rest of that bail because he don't need to be in jail without the bail. He needs to be in his church. That's right. He needs to be in church on that Sunday, not in a jail cell. So I want you all to please welcome to the show, Pastor Steve Lee. Pastor. Hi, <laughs> I've been excited about this moment to meet you. I owe you oh. a big pat. I owe you a big pastor hug. 
Oh. And I, I intend to deliver, but for right now, it's it's a promise. Okay. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Thank you so so much. Well, you know, thank you. after reading a little bit on your story, I understand that you had a one way ticket to Georgia. That's correct. And, yes. So I'm curious on how did it feel when you were able to change that one way ticket to a two way ticket so that you could return back home? How did you feel? Well, words really can't express it. I mean, I was I was prepared. I had talked to my attorney, and by the way, you did say his name right, Dave Shostokas. Okay. okay, you got it. Okay, uh, but um, I had talked to him and gave him he actually written instructions about um, what uh, my needs were and the concerns, and also what I was uh, going to do uh, in jail in Fulton County. Uh, you know, I, I was planning on leading a Bible study, if that's uh, what it came down to, you know, because we 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 do what the Lord wants us to do wherever he puts us. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, that's But the morning we had to catch a morning flight and I went to bed the night before expecting to get booked into jail. And um, of course, this is just an unreal experience. Yeah. Here's here's something you need to know is that. In my former life, before I became a pastor, I used to be in law enforcement, and I was out to serve and protect to help people in that role. Um, and to have had a really good career and to have served honorably to protect and to serve the community and to be law abiding and going according to the rule of law my whole life and supporting the Constitution and our beautiful country. And then to be indicted on a felony, including a RICO charge, uh, you know, this is what has been used against mobsters. And it was just unreal. But I went to bed that night thinking I was going to get booked. My daughter, one of my daughters was taking me to the airport early in the morning. And it was, it was a one-way ticket. And on the way in, on the drive into uh, the airport, got a call from Dave, my attorney, and he said, I didn't want to wake you last night because I got the news late. But Silk, when she heard that you were going to be put into custody, and this is going to be on a Friday, and especially that you were going to miss being in the pulpit on Sunday at church, she said, I'll make up the difference. And so you don't have to get booked into jail. And yes, Silk, I was back in church in the pulpit on Sunday. And thank you. Wow, you, you're 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 so welcome. I mean, it was the right thing to do, and and you know, just listening to your story, understanding what's going on is it's a shame. It's a shame, but you know what? Like I always say, God is not going to bring you to it if He's not going to see you through it. All right. So He had what what is needed on the other side, and right. you know what happened. Uh, blew up. The media began writing about it because uh, there's video out there of you all letting everybody know that uh, Silk is the one that came in that 11th hour. Silk is the one that, that that did this. So they begin writing all of these stories on you and I. And um, so it, it really blew up in the media and kind of went, you know, a little viral. So your story is out there. And it, the sad thing is that with you being a man of the cloth, 
And uh, with them not being scared to do what they're doing to the man of the cloth, it's like, you all don't understand the way I, the God, for the God that I know, for the God that I know, you're not supposed to touch not the anointed one or do my prophet no harm. And the RICO law, do you even know what the RICO, did you even know what the RICO law was when they said that they wanted to charge you with RICO? Did you even know what that was? I, I, I was familiar with it and I, and I knew that it had been used in the past to prosecute uh, organized crime uh, yeah. when other means weren't available to, to prosecute. Uh, and to get at those people who formerly were protected, who are at the, you know, the, the, the mob bosses and stuff like that. So I guess I'm a mob boss now. Well, I'm just trying to figure this out and try to understand it. Like, okay, so Rico, okay. Now I'm not going to act like I'm dumbfounded to this, but Rico sounds like a, 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 a state or somebody's name or even, you know, something to drink or something like that. It, so it's, I it's, racketeer, it's racketeer influence uh, corrupt act or organization. Right. And, I and, thought yeah. what it was. I, I studied it out. I understand. But then I said, wait a minute. They want to get you all for 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 RICO? How, what? And so now, like you're saying now, it's like, what type of mobster are they talking about? Because, you know, I see a lot of organized crime going on down there at our southern borders. I see a lot. I see a lot of sex trafficking, human trafficking, organ harvesting. I'm hearing about it. Let me not say I see it because I'm not there at the border to see it, but that's what I what I hear and what they, you know, come back to on the media, on the underground media showing. But I don't see them getting charged with RICO. Well. Here's here's the way I, I kind of approach it. Um, so uh -huh. is that I try and stay positive. I try and stay, you know, anchored in my faith in my Lord and Savior Jesus. Uh, I preach the Word of God. I preach law and gospel. Uh, uh -huh. I operate according to principle. And if if there are folks that you know are doing things that are not good, um, I try and just do what I know to be right in principle and and let let the chips fall where they may and i trust the lord i don't trust circumstances and you know what my wife and i would do the same thing we've been married 46 years and by the way i'm going to share a little secret with you she's listening in right now because she really likes uh, your show <laughs> wonderful and wonderful big 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 fan and and my daughter who is uh taking me into the airport when dave called she let out a whoop a big scream because she was so happy and she's a big fan of yours too but boy you talk about fans now you know yeah wow yeah incredible we're gonna give you we're gonna give you a big hug oh <laughs> that is so fresh now look and then like I told I can, you, let me let me see if i can talk her to just waving her hand over here she okay. doesn't want to come on but okay, just you wave your hand oh uh, that's so precious <laughs> that is so precious yeah, yeah, we got we got some things taken care of, and it was it, it really disturbed my spirit to know that they would actually do that uh, to to a minister, and it it just didn't make sense to me. And then to say, okay, you got to stay in jail 
I just couldn't understand. I just couldn't understand that. So what I want you to do is to, do you have a message? Just a message for the audience, a message for our country. I don't know if you realize this, Pastor, but our country is basically going to hell in a hen basket. All right. You, you got demonic, evil spirits that have infiltrated our country infiltrated our lives, our livelihoods. The American dream has turned into the American nightmare for a whole lot of people. So do you have a message that you could just give to the audience, some type of hope, anything? I I really appreciate that opportunity. That That's such a privilege, so thank you. And of course, I've done lots of things in my life. I've been in law enforcement, I've done a lot of things, both at the local and the federal level. I've, I've investigated homicides. I've done foreign counterintelligence. I've done all kinds of things. Um, and, and then I made a transition to being a pastor. And people say, well, wow, that's really a different kind of a deal there. And I say, you know what? It, it's more similar than different because you're dealing with people. You're dealing with their problems. And I wanted to bring ultimate solution, spiritual solution. So I preach the gospel of Jesus. You know, I talk about our need as sinners and our, and our Savior who saves us by grace as a free gift, who gives us hope that transcends the worst of circumstances, no matter what we're facing. And we, have, we do. We have forgiveness of sins and eternal lives by simply trusting in Him. And then in terms of the circumstances, all kinds of people are dealing with all kinds of hardships. And then you toss in the things that we're seeing going on in the world today, and we're stunned by a lot of this stuff. And, um, and I'm stunned sometimes by what I see. And in the midst of all of that, we have to chart a clear course. We have to be good people. We have to be moral people. We have to be rule of law people. We have to, we have to be fair, and we have to show respect to people. Um, and, and, but we've got to stand, we got to stand on truth and we've got to stand on the right. And if we see the, the wrong, we've got to, we've got to stand up against it. And, um, I think that's very, very important. And I think it's a time for courage. It's a time for having a backbone. It's a time for saying, you know, I, this is, this is wrong and I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up with it without trying my best to stop it. Or if there's something good going on, to stand up and 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 clap your hands and say, "Yeah, that's that's what we should be about," and to not speak lies. And people they know when they're being lied to, and mm -hmm. speak the truth. Speak the truth. Uh, now's the time. You know, it's like the darker it gets, the brighter the light shines, right? So, right. like the, the scriptures talk about, we're like a city on a hill. We let our light shine. Uh, and and we trust the Lord, and we speak truth. Amen. Amen. You know, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And that's just the naked, nasty truth about how you just described that. Um, I understand you still have like a de defense fund now, because this is not over uh, for oh, you as far yeah. as as, far yeah. as legal is, is concerned. So you have a give, send, go. That's givesendgo.com backslash chaplain. No, it's forward slash. Forward slash. Okay, forward slash or slash chaplain Lee. All right, so that's givesendgo.com forward slash chaplain, C-H-A-P, 
L-A-I-N Lee, L-E-E. You all, now Silk did her part. Now I need for my Diamond Dream team to step up to the plate and you all go and contribute to help Pastor Lee with his defense fund, all right? Because at this time, you all, this is what he needs. This is what he needs. And we wanna be here to help support Pastor Lee to get him through this, all right? To get him through this trying time. So I want you all to work your faith, work your pocketbooks, and go ahead and contribute to his gifts in go account for towards his defense fund. That's what I want you to do. Any last words, Pastor? Well, I just again, uh, Silk, I thank you so much, and we honor the we honor the memory of your sister uh, in our family, and we we love what you do. We love who you are, and and you're going to get a hug. You you're going to get a hug. I, I that's a promise. All right, <laughs> I love it. Silk loves hugs and Silk loves yeah. hugging. Thank you yeah. so much, Pastor Lee, for being on the show, for letting everybody know who you are, and and let them know you're you're not this monster that they're trying to depict you as. All right, yeah. and you know hey, what? Leave 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 the gun. Take the cannoli. Right? <laughs> but in the end, in the yeah. end, God wins. In the end, God wins. All right. Yeah. So you're going to continue is, to remain in our prayers. Go ahead. It is. It is a very serious matter. Uh, yeah. If they, if I get convicted, it's a minimum five years in a Georgia state prison, up to twenty years. That is just stunning that in this country, they could come after a pastor like me, who's always honored the rule of law. But yeah. God knows, and God's on his thro throne. I always That's say that. Right. That's yeah. right. And, and you know, so, I always tell people, you know, when you see when something negative is going on, find the positivity out of it and focus on the positive part of it. Find something positive. Why are you here? And do that. And then everything else will be revealed. Uh, you're just the chosen one, sir. You're just the chosen one for now, for such a time as this. And God will show you exactly. That's that Esther. You're quoting Esther, aren't you? Come on. I know. Yeah, All you're right. quoting Esther from the Bible. My parents, my mother, my father was pastors as well. I'm a PK. Yeah. For know, such listen, a time as this. For such yeah. a time as God bless you, sir. You will, will be in my prayers. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Silk. Incredible. All right, you all. So now that that was incredible. You all know now that's Pastor Lee. Uh, and now uh, I, I, I was uh, after I helped with Pastor Lee's uh, bail because I didn't want to see him in jail. I wanted to see him in his church. I wanted him to be in his church. And that's where he needs to be. Not in no jail cell, you know. So I went to bed that night. After getting everything straightened out, the next day I woke up, and uh, and when I woke up, I said, oh, "Well, what's going on here?" They said Harrison Floyd he needed five thousand dollars. He need five thousand dollars for bail. That's I'm just going down a story to tell you what I saw. And so I was like, five thousand dollars. He need that for bail. He needs to be home with his wife and with his child, with his daughter. 
That's what I said. I was like, okay, let me start making some calls because if he needs $5,000, let me pay the $5,000 to get him home to his wife and his child, right? Because what they've done is real, for, in my humble opinion, is railroad these folks, okay? So, so uh, uh, whenever uh, I talk, got, got to talk to Harrison Floyd's beautiful wife, and then I talked to uh, the attorneys and different things, and I let them know if that's what he need. Hey, Silk got it. Let's get let's get this young man out so he can be home with his family. And uh, so we all saw what happened where they denied Harrison Floyd's bail. Okay, but this is the part that I want to just give out get out real quick before I bring them on. You know, so you had some liberal black some black liberals that started jumping down my throat, trolling me, talking about me bailing out the white man and not the black man. So now they went race, they went to the race. So what I did is amplified it. And I stated it this way. I said, I couldn't help bail out the black man because the white woman denied the black man bail. So once I broke it down like that, they got off of my back. See, cause the black woman was here to help, but the white judge, the white woman, he was denied bail. So it was nothing I could do, all right? So don't hop all down my throat, okay? When this system is messed up the way that it is. So joining me right now is my brother in Christ, Mr. Harrison Floyd. Harrison, hello. Hello, Auntie. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Now, for you all, now listen, uh, Harrison is uh, uh, the Deputy Director for the Black Voices for Trump. My sister and I was on the board for Black Voices for Trump. He called us IT, so when y'all hear that, that's where that come from, period, all right? Uh, so, so, Harrison, how are you doing, sir? I'm better now that I'm here with you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Now, so let's just jump right on into this, okay? Why do you think they denied you bail? You know what time it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay. what, what, well, let me what, say. what more do I got to say? I know, I, mean, I know it's it's so much that you can and cannot say, but I can I can say it. I believe that they denied you bail because you are a black man that's off the Democrat plantation, and you was the one that they want to use as as their their I guess uh, puppet. You you are the one that they wanted to uh, to basically. I want to make sure I'm describing this right. Okay, use as an example, as an example. That's that's what I feel like. Uh, they they tried, on. they they tried to, but they picked the wrong one. It, and it, it, there's some other videos out there you can see. Um, from the very beginning, they tried to try to not let me turn myself in. I had to hop out the SUV and not necessarily make a scene, but show them like you're going to let me turn myself in. I'm not going to let you guys try and convince the world. I'm trying to run run the race here. And then um, I got in there and, uh, you know, they, they just can't make it make sense. You know, they try to say, I saw a couple clips where they were saying 
I was making a scene and begging to be thrown in and I did all this stuff intentionally. But then, you know, you got the judge who's smiling in my face and denying me bond, um, saying that I'm a flight risk for one simple, uh, one, quite frankly, BS um, misdemeanor, simple misdemeanor charge when there's multiple other co-defendants with multiple other felonies in multiple jurisdictions. You know, it just it didn't make sense. So they tried to make an example out of me and it backfired on them. Yeah, I want people to understand that this system that we're dealing with is no longer discriminating uh, because of the color of your skin. They're actually discriminating because of the color of your politics, your political affiliations. Uh, and we see it clear as day. Uh, I know after President Trump, after his little his mug shot came out, and I, you know, I started seeing a lot of different things come out. I'm like, the Democrat Party don't know what they just did. They really just messed up here because for the the average black man, okay, I'm speaking on black and white and I'm speaking black you all because at the end of the day, silk is still black, all right? But for the average black man, all right, they can relate to what went down with President Trump, all right? Because they, they railroad people. They used to railroad, especially the black man, they railroad you, put all of these chumped up charges on you, to see which one is going to stick. Pun intended. Huh? Say that again. I said, I said pun intended. Okay. No, I didn't say Trump. I said chumps. I said chumps. Oh, you said chump? I thought you said trumped up charges. I'm not putting my Trump in it. Oh, no. It's the chump up charges that they basically use. And then they try to see which one going to stick. They, and, and this is something that they've been doing, especially in the hood for years, for decades, even all the way back to that 1994 crime bill with uh, Jim Crow, Joe Biden. So, you know, you have the opportunity right now. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I know you were the U.S. Marine and, and so forth. Let everybody know a little bit about Harrison Floyd. I am a born-again sinner. I'm trying to get right with the Lord. Um, I'm former Marine father, uh, husband, and, you know, just trying to do right by other people. I've been practicing stoicism recently. Uh, I'm really excited about that. But um, uh, more importantly, I think right now I'm just a vessel that God is using to help bring the truth to light. Um, when you look at what's going on, not only what happened with me in the court, right? A, a lot of people wouldn't think that a judge would sit there and smile in someone's face and deny them their right to an attorney and deny you know, a constitutional right um, or and deny them a bond or bail over a simple misdemeanor when, you know, there, there's other folks with much worse stuff going on. But uh, I'm just blessed that, you know, so many people um, came to the rescue, yourself included. And uh, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here now. And I'm looking forward to going down to Fulton County and fighting the devil in Georgia and uh, helping bring the truth to light of what really transpired down there on election night. Wonderful. Now, real quick, how did you feel when you first got the news that you was indicted or being indicted uh, uh, on a RICO charge? Well, I guess Joe Biden can't say I'm not black now because they hit me with the Rico. But uh, I was actually, <laughs> I was with Jack Brewer in the uh, Rocky Mountain National Park uh, at a Christian retreat called Camp Timberline. 
And at first I was a little bit distressed that morning, but I was around a lot of young black men that need inspiration and also uh, black men who were previously incarcerated because that's what Jack focuses on. And uh, my spirits were immediately um, lifted later on in the day. I got to speak with some very important people who just so happened to be uh, coming through for the treat that Jack uh, invited. And so, Auntie, I can tell you this right now. I had absolutely zero fear in my heart um, when I walked into that jail cell. Um, I have zero fear in my heart now. I know what the outcome is going to be. God is with me, and he's using me as a vessel to uh, bring the truth to light. And I'm just uh, very blessed to be um, a part of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what transpires when people become aware of the truth. And I sincerely hope, if I can quickly, um, that when the truth comes out that those who were correct in their assumptions about what transpired remain humble and allow other people to admit that they were wrong and, you know, try and move forward in a positive direction. I hope those uh, who were wrong can admit their faults and, uh, you know, look forward to trying to work for a better tomorrow. Wonderful. Wonderful. So now uh, real quick about this nasty jail down there in Fulton County. Can you just explain a little bit about it? I heard that somebody a uh, few days before you got there or, or a week or so, that somebody died covered in bed bugs is what I had heard. So is that yeah. true? There have been 10 people that have died in that jail this year alone. Six people died in six weeks just before me. There was an inmate in the medical ward. Um, he had schizophrenia. He uh, died. He was covered with bed bugs. Um, then uh, just after me, an inmate was stabbed to death. And then another week after that, uh, Chandra Delmore passed away. Um, they found him in his cell. So, um, I'll just say this, the conditions of the jail are what they are because of, um, you know, just failed leadership at Fulton County. Um, they have not appropriated the right funds for the officers to have the resources that they need to take care of that facility. Um, the officers were, were, were nice and kind to me. I treated them with respect. They treated me with respect. Um, it's particularly Lieutenant Jenkins. I'll never forget her. She always called me Mr. Floyd and made me feel like an actual human being while I was in that place. But um, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's funny that Atlanta has a Democrat mayor, Democrat district attorney and Democrat sheriff and a Democrat congresswoman. And you got black folks that are still being treated like uh, like slaves, like that place is basically a, a plantation. Um, we went from convict leasing, sending black folks out from jails to filling jails up with black folks so that they can get federal funding, you know, and, is these are black Democrats that are doing that to other black people. It's uh that's right. That's right. So 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 don't 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 go around here blaming a white man when you got the black man the one doing it to their own fellow man. Okay. The, oh okay, that's a whole nother conversation. I want to take the, the, the little time that I got with you left to talk about your your inspiration to possibly run for Congress there in Georgia. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, um, while I was sitting there, after the campaign, you know, I took time off from politics, focusing on Harlan and my wife. I needed to get that back together and um, just get, get, it was, it was really rough, especially with Herman passing. 
and um i was focused on that but while i was sitting in the cell it just you're talking uh, about reminded... her McKay. yes ma'am you're talking about and... her McKay. okay yes ma'am and so while i was sitting there it just reminded me that bad things like this happen because good people don't stand up one of my favorite quotes is by napoleon bonaparte he said there's much sadness in the world not because of the violence of bad people but because of the silence of good people and so it just reminded me I needed to get back involved and engage with governance policy and politics. And so I've been exploring going going back down to Georgia and moving back down to Georgia and running for Congress again. Um, I've been talking to a lot of great people and I'm going to be making an announcement around the first week of October. I just got to go uh, get some things settled first. Wonderful. Well, if you do decide to throw your hat in the ring, just let me know so I can get you back on the show so we can... <laughs> So that we can support you, okay? Because we need individuals yeah. like you. There's a lot of old people that's just dried up there in Congress. They don't even know that they are alive. They they just like walking courts up there. So we need young energy like yours to be there to help steer this country in the right direction. Now, I understand that you do have a defense fund set up. Would you like to tell everybody about your defense fund real quick? Um, actually, no, ma'am. Uh, my defense fund did very, very well um, in like 24 hours. We almost meet, met the goal. Uh, there's some other folks who are co-defendants that have not met or anywhere near their goals. Kathy Latham is one. She's a former school teacher, and she's only raised about $20,000 of the 250 that she needs. So um, I've been very blessed and I'm very fortunate, but if anybody who's watching this, if you could please donate to some of the other co-defendants, uh, her, Pastor Steve Lee, he took a vow of poverty as a minister. Um, he doesn't have the funds and several others. So, you know, if you want to donate to me, that's great. I appreciate it, but I would appreciate it more if some folks uh, helped out some of these other co-defendants because they really need it more than I do right now. Oh my God. That was courageous. Oh, that was incredible. So you all help pave it for is basically what Harrison is saying. He's been helped, not help others. It's basically what he wants you all to do. So go out, let's find their information and let's help these individuals uh, while we're going through this, this, this particular time. Harrison, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being well. Thank you for standing strong and not allowing them to make you fall. Once again, you're the chosen one for such a time as this, baby, for such a time as this. God is not going to bring you to it if he wasn't going to see you through it. So you kiss that baby for me. Tell your wife I said hello and God bless you. Thank you. Yes. Yes, ma'am. It's so good seeing you. I can't wait to hug you again. Oh, wonderful. God bless. Thank you, sweetie. All of these hugs that's coming to Silk. Okay, you all, I got a few minutes to go through this. Now, those were the defendants there that's uh, been indicted there in Georgia. So I uh, came across this particular audio, all right? And it's eight minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole eight minutes. So I want my producers to, to watch me so I can tell you when to bring it back. But I do want to play just a little bit of it. Now, uh, uh, I can play it and then describe to you all what's what, because they actually uh, uh, closed captured the, the, the audio so that you can read what is being said. 
the sad thing about this thing is that these people are accusing others of trying to change um, the actual outcome of the 2020 election. But I don't hear anything or anyone talking about the people who did participate in changing the outcome of the 2020 election. Uh, you know, I feel that anyone uh, that was pushing ballots through after the count has stopped on November the 3rd, uh, they are the ones who were participating in changing the outcome of the 2020 election. Yes, that's how I feel. See, you got to remember on the night of November the 3rd, President Trump, his numbers was up. Then all of a sudden, they shut everything down. Do y'all remember? They shut everything down, said something about some water main break, some bathroom leak, something, all of these different excuses, and they shut everything down. They claim that they are start back counting the, in the morning, the next morning, right? You know, they shut everything down. Then all of a sudden, here come the ballot fairy. The, the fairy with the ballots came in in the heat of the night. And then we woke up the next morning. And all of a sudden, all of the, Biden, he was in the lead. All of a sudden, all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to just, play a little bit of this audio, this audio uh, as to what basically happened there uh, in Georgia. And uh, this is Miss Ruby Freeman describing her account of what happened. And I got my hand on this, it's all on social media. It ain't like somebody gave, gave this to me under the cover. No, this is on social media and I couldn't help but listen to this little bit of something. So. Play just a little bit of it. Watch me and I'll tell you when to bring it back.
suffering right now. I didn't know any of this before I started. I didn't start until yeah, we started in August and for the, the, the runoff that was in August. And the reason I was so excited about it, another thing is that when we were down the house, um, there was nothing going on except people were down the house. We would um, turn them up and we put them in, um, in uh, by precinct. And then once we put them by precinct, we get rid of them. We do a bunch of them for the money. And then we put them in the top. So we were doing that. But then they needed and this really shocked me because when I went to State Farm and I saw these black boxes, I'm like, oh my God, those are the boxes that I put the, the ballot in to come to State Farm. Now I'm having to take the ballot out. You know, so I'm going through the whole process. But when they came in the mail, right, to shipping them to State Farm is about three things to my, you know, so yeah, I was excited about the whole thing. But the USPC, I really, I really, I would love to go live with that. Because that was just history. Even though my name is still lingering, and people don't believe what they want to believe. But now it's the USB port. So I need an attorney. I want to go live. I'm going to live on every platform because it is going to blow your mind and you of going to be amazed at that picture came to your mind that picture came to your mind and when then you thought about me you are going to be amazed I can't see I want an attorney and I want to go back I need an attorney I can tell you this but everybody needs to know this how young Everybody need to know just how dumb they are is what she said at the very end. So real quick, let me just reiterate what I heard her say on the audio, okay? This ain't Silk making nothing up. This is what Ruby Freeman said on the audio. First, I want to know is why don't the DA, the Georgia DA, even have this audio? Uh-huh. Where the hell is Brian Kemp at? Uh-huh. Oof. Anywho. So she said, they said the count is low. The count is really low. Are all of the ballots counted? Okay. That's what she said they said. All right. Then she, then it was stated that no, there was a few more. And we can get those in the morning because there wasn't that many. All right. She was told to count as many as she can, count as many as you can. That's what was said, all right? Uh, you know, uh, she said, well, I said this, because if she said, uh, was told to count as many as you can, this is what I'm saying, okay? I'm saying that just that act alone of them counting ballots without witnesses, in that particular accounting center or in that section, that's illegal by itself, okay? Because they're not supposed to be able to count ballots without the opposing size being there, all right? Real quick, she said that her daughter told her 
to get on the scanner and that she replied, you want me to do what? All right. The daughter said, we need to do this so we can get out of here. All right. Then that's when Ruby Freeman said, boom, under the table, cut the zip ties to scan them so the numbers will go up. So that's how the number was created by the ballot going through the scanner. This came from her mouth. Nobody else mouth, but her mouth. All right. Then Ruby stated, when all of them were done, were done, were done we got the final count. When all of them were done, we got the final count. Put them back in the bucket and zip tied them back under the table. So that's the reason the ballots came from under the table and we reopened them up. She said, we reopened them up. Why are you going to reopen up ballots? This is what came out of her mouth. Then she talks about the USB port and how she needs an attorney. She wanted to go live because whatever was on that USB port was going to blow your mind. This is her words, not mine. My question is, where is the USB port at? Okay. She talked about later on in that audio, okay, because it's an eight-minute audio, how they cleared their name, but no one reached out to her about this except for her to clear her social media. Okay. So listen, you all, only thing I can do is tell you what she said. That's what the audio says. That's what the video said. And anybody that helped get the number up, why was you helping to get the number up versus just counting the ballots? Okay. If you participated in running ballots through the tabulators, not just in Georgia, but all over this country, and you participated in the nefariousness and these different tactics of this fraudulent activity that took place on election night or the morning of election, of the election, uh, uh, the next morning of the election night, which would have been November the 4th, then guess what? You are the ones that participated in changing the outcome of the election. Because on election night, and according to the Constitution, according to our law, we have election day, not election week, not election month, not election year, but election day. And on election day, President Trump was the one that was up. He was up so high that they know that Biden couldn't beat President Trump fair and square. That's, in my own humble opinion, the reason why they shut everything down, made up all these excuses, and now they're trying to put blame on someone else for doing the same thing that they actually did. And it's on video and audio. Because we all saw when they pulled those buckets from underneath that table and they kept pushing that doggone ballot through the tabulator, the same ballot through the tabulator multiple times. We saw what happened. Now listen up, because I got I, I got to get ready to go. I want everybody out there to know, okay? 
I'm not scared of no Miss Ruby Freeman, all right? I'm not scared of the Biden regime. I fear God, not man or woman, all right? Now listen, don't forget, every day at 11, 21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we stop what we're doing and we pray. I pray for you, you pray for me, we pray for each other. Pray for President Donald J. Trump, pray for his family, all right? Pray for this country and pray for God to heal the land. That's right. Pray for God to heal the land. So in the meantime and in between time, I look forward to seeing you next time right here on Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. Bye-bye. You're watching Lindell TV. Hey America, Dr. Stella Emanuel here. We just put together the most important part of our emergency preparedness pack. Seven medications, seven prescription medications that you will need in our emergency. We give you prescription for skin infections, respiratory infections, urine infections, intestinal infection, yeast and nausea. So it covers uh, something like uh, Bactrim, Augmentin, Flagyl, uh, uh, Doxycycline, and it gives you something, Zofran for nausea, and it also gives you um, you know, it gives you Z-Pack, you know, in case you get all these infections. Why are we doing this? We're doing this because it's an emergency pack. If there's a pandemic, if there's a nuclear attack, if there's a zombie apocalypse, if there's uh, supply chain issues, or you travel to remote areas, or for some reason you get locked in your house, or you get locked out of the system. So you go on our website, drsellamd.com, click on the telehealth uh, uh, tab, and then go on med emergency medical preparedness. We have that, and then we also have the COVID complete pack. That will give you uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, biresonide, and a handheld nebulizer that you can charge with your power bank. We want you guys to be prepared. Right now, they are talking about Marlboro coming, so being released in a payload in the people that are jabbed. So please get Viral Immune Plus on our marketplace. Just be prepared. And if you go on our website, if you use the promo code right here, you'll get a discount. We, you, you're going to get on our website and we're going to give you all kinds of disclaimers and we're going to ask all kinds of medical information to make sure that we're giving you medications you're not allergic to or something that you can take. So we are going to do this and uh, to help the American people be prepared. Crazy times are coming ahead. Please do not wait till things get bad and you don't know where to turn. And also be prepared with food, water, stock up food, water and everything that you need because crazy times are ahead. Do not be afraid. Be prepared. God bless you. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're Diamond and Silk. Mm -hmm. Join us Monday through Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on FrankSpeech.com, Lindell TV with Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. That's right. Oh, it be going down over here. You know That's it. Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh -huh. Hey. Hey. We want to see your face. Your face. In the place. Boom.